This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Interesting study out of the University of Alberta on something maybe people don't think too much of. The avatars that people select and use to represent themselves in the online world. That is not just a, a random selection for a lot of people. But it's a way in which people are, are maybe subconsciously choosing to present themselves as kind of enhanced versions of themselves. And so what, why are people doing so? What, what, what is it about the online world then that allows people to try to, to shape how maybe they want to be perceived or how they wish they were perceived? Anyway, joining us uh, to talk a bit more about this research, very pleased to welcome to the program, Eleni Strolia, professor in the Department of Computing Science at the University of Alberta. Eleni, thank you for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. All right. So th- this uh, study focused on this uh, online game, this virtual world known as, as Second Life, uh, which would be a good place to investigate this, I suppose. But what, what prompted this in the first place? Why did you feel that this was something worthy of investigation? Well, in some sense, it's a continuation of the fundamental question of how we perceive ourselves and how we construct our identity throughout our lives. We make choices every day about how we project, uh, what, what do we project about ourselves. And uh, this is an environment where we have uh, a very nice methodological environment to study this question. Of course, it's slightly um, modulated by the tools we have in our um, um, availability. So we gave people um, the option of designing two avatars, one casual and one business, and we found that most people will spend more than an hour doing so. We didn't ask them to spend so much time, but people obviously care about how they construct their avatars. And then we looked into the issue of how similar our avatars are to ourselves, and we found that people improve the attractiveness of their avatars. Um, and we found that probably, even though they are aware of this tendency to improve, uh, not, they are making more improvements. Independent judges found that uh, the avatars were much better than what the authors of the avatars uh, uh, were uh, admitting to. So there are some interesting questions about how we construct these selves in the online world. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And the most interesting thing is that the more attractive, the more improved the attractiveness of the avatar was, the more extroverted the behavior of the individuals who are in second life. So it's not so much um, what we project, it's also how we act on this projection, which is uh, really much more interesting and goes a little bit deeper. Right. So it, it, it kind of changed their, their behavior. Right, Absolutely. it's like people are are sort of living the life of this uh, enhanced version of themselves. Uh, right, they're living yeah. some slight version, some slight different version of their behaviors, uh, based on the the self they project, which so, is uh, really interesting in terms of implications. Because uh, if we can 
guide, uh, for example, there are many educational environments or uh, educational studies that use virtual worlds as environments mm-hmm. to meet. And you can imagine if you have a shy person, by encouraging them to build an avatar that is slightly more attractive in the types of aspects that the person themselves feel they're not so attractive, then this might help them overcome their shyness. And one can speculate that this kind of learned experience might eventually spill out in the real world. We haven't done this study. This is truly where we would like to go next. Right. So at some level, there's a connection between the way we perceive ourselves and that affects the way we act. Absolutely. Yeah. So... so going back to, to the, the way that people are designing their avatars, they're, they're maintaining certain characteristics, but they're enhancing others. Yes, we found that there is a hierarchy of characteristics. There are some that are perceived more core to our identity, things such as gender and race, and there are some that are more prone to modifications, things like hair color, or eye color, or clothes. So people are more likely to change these um, more volatile attributes than their core attributes of gender and race. So so, that would seem that there is something that is uh, perceived as core self that remains across our versions of self. Mm Right, and, and those are characteristics that are that are set, and I suppose those are characteristics maybe that, that these people are, are, are fine with, that they're not looking to change. But these other elements, body type, hair, clothing, all of this kind of thing, maybe these are the things that, that people really do want to change. And this, this is an easy way, at least in an online world, of making those kinds of changes, isn't it? It is certainly possible, and that's one of, uh, not necessarily easy. So one of the business implications that um, we are considering is the opportunity to build tools to enable these kinds of modifications to make them um, easier to do. So this kind would, this type of software that would allow people to maintain their various avatars and link them closely to their pictures would be potentially a service that could be very lucrative and quite interesting to pursue. Right, because there's a lot of other avenues of research that come out of this study, isn't there? Absolutely. So basically we looked at, we, we speculate in the paper about this um, service of um, managing avatars. We consider the issue of education and building these uh, scenarios where people can explore different selves in order to become more extroverted and then possibly acquired, uh, acquire new behaviors that they can help them in real life. But fundamentally, what the next logical step is to see how we can systematically enable this kind of training in desirable behaviors in the virtual world and migrating this learning in the real world. That's that's the next step. Yeah, it is quite fascinating. Uh, Professor Strulia, we'll leave it there. Really appreciate making some time for us here this afternoon. Thank you so much for this. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, take Have care. Have a good afternoon. You too. Uh, Eleni Strulia, professor in the Department of Computing Science, University of Alberta, co-author of this study, which appears in the Journal of Business Research. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.